Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center and Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, hopefully improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. How's everybody doing? I am the uh, the CEO here at Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-plus call contact center outsourcer uh, located here in northwestern Pennsylvania. How's everybody doing? It is July 19th. Summer is flying um, as, we, uh, as we record here and, and go live. Currently live on TikTok. Any questions that you guys may have, throw them out there. TikTok can be, I know, a little bit different for some of the questions. So if we think it's going to add value, I'll, I'll throw it on there. Um, also live on LinkedIn. <clears throat> so again, if you guys have anything that you want to talk about with that, have any questions, let me know. We can talk it through. But I want to talk about culture today. Culture specifically as it relates to customer experience, culture as it relates to the contact center. So many times, and, and I, I hear this all the time, right? The contact center is a horrible place to work. Um, you know, Answering calls, you deal with customers who hate you. All you do is get yelled at. Um, your bosses just tell you to keep talking. Breaks are brutal. Like, let's talk about all this and how it, it doesn't have to be that way. And, and in a lot of places, it's not. And and talk about some of the ways that you can improve the culture of your contact center. Some of the examples that, that I'm going to give you from what we've done here at ours that I think have made a huge difference in and how our employees like to come to work, how they interact, how we incent them, how we promote them, how we even hire, you know, based on cultural aspects. And I think you could take this across the board. This doesn't have to be in the contact center. Um, but there's there's a lot of things I think that hopefully you can gain from this if you're looking to improve your contact center and and, and just improve the overall, I guess, that that feeling that that you get, right? Like you kind of know if, if people are dreading coming to work. Like you, you don't want that. And, and how do we change that and how do we evolve that? I'm going to show you a book right here. It's called The Advantage. And I think I'm pronouncing his name right. I should probably know this, but it's uh, Patrick Lencioni. It's called The Advantage. I would tell you that 90% of the cultural aspects that I have thought through and we have thought through here at Expedia have come from this book. Um, even the the kind of the mantra that I want to talk about here of, of what we do from a culture standpoint, I highly recommend this. doesn't matter if you're into contact center, any, any kind of business where you have an opportunity to change culture, to to lead, to change how, how an environment is. This is a really cool book. And it, again, I don't like books that are theory. Like show me how to do things and tell me how I can put it in kind of my way. And this was that, right? So 
again, we talk about actionable items. There's actionable things in here that I think really, really helped us develop, you know, what we wanted to be as a, as a contact center and, and as a business, because our contact center is our business. So again, the advantage, I can't tell you, highly recommend, make sure you pick it up. Taking from that book, you know, one of the first things was, was to define the culture of your, of your business. And again, we're defining the culture of our contact center. And our contact center is not just a customer experience center. It's our core business too. It's how we make money. Right? So there's a little bit different deal from there from an internal contact center. So when we said, you know, what were some of the things that we found important? And, and, and this is, you know, we're going to get deeper into this as we go, right? So we said, well, attendance is huge, right? We have to bill off of minutes or hours. We have to bill off agent time. Attendance, absolutely vital. Quality scores, vital. KPIs are important. We're very regimented when it comes to those kind of things. We said, okay, we want attitude to be a huge piece of this, right? So we want to hire people who are just naturally positive. We want to hire people that, that want to give effort. I don't care about their contact center experience. I don't care if they've ever done anything in, in, a, in a customer experience world. All I care about is that they have a really cool attitude. They're happy people, right? And they're willing to learn and, and want to give effort. That was it. So that's in everything, right? So from, from the agents that we're hiring, from our IT folk, I mean, you guys know if, if you've been in any business that IT guys can be really smart, but they can be such a pain in the rear sometimes when they're dealing with people. That was a piece of it. HR, um, supervisors. So how do we develop this? And, and the cool thing is we got to start as a startup. So we got to start at the beginning. It wasn't like I was coming into an organization and trying to change culture, which I think could be more difficult. But for us, it was, all right, how do we define this from the, from the, the, the ground up? So we came up with a sunshine attitude with an entrepreneurial mindset. And I know that sounds hokey, right? But that was kind of the first as we're brainstorming, throwing all this stuff on the, on the, like the dry erase board that we had. And we realized what we were really saying was attitude and effort. So when we were laying out the, the kind of the foundational aspects of our company, of our contact center, we decided that, you know, attitude and effort covered most of the things that we wanted from an agent, most of the things that we wanted from a fellow employee. And if we could hire, incent, and promote off of the core tenets of our culture and off of those, those, those attitude and effort pieces and put things in place that, that promoted that, that I think you know we we could have something here. So we got really excited about that, especially at the beginning. We started to do that. We don't hire off of I I, I could care less about your resume saying that you're 12 years in the contact center industry, um, that you've been a programmer for 30 years. Um, now there's certain aspects that you have to have, right? So like if you are coming into the finance team, yes, you need an accounting background, right? But having said that. We needed to figure out ways, right, where we could interview people and talk to people and kind of maybe dig deeper a little bit into their personality more than what their their quote unquote skills were from before. Because again, I, I think most jobs, unless you're like being a doctor or lawyer, we can be educated, can be trained on. So that's what we did. So we hire HR has some crazy questions, and and I know I've, I've talked about this. A, a little bit ago of, of some of the questions that we are unique when we talk to somebody from an interview process, um, not really looking at a resume, but, you know, getting them to laugh, getting them to, to, to have a conversation to see if it's natural 
Um, and again, I know some people are nervous, but we've been able to kind of work that and kind of come with a really cool way of, of kind of developing that. And again, if any of you guys want any of those things, you know, DM me, find me on LinkedIn. I'm more than happy to, to shoot those out. I know I posted, you know, kind of our hiring um, and and the, kind of the some of the things that we talk about and ask before, but I'm more than happy to give that to you guys again, if if you would like that. All right. So we said, okay, fine. We, we have a way now to bring on people, right, that we think are good fits for the culture of our organization. But now we, how do we incent them? How do we promote them? You know, what are some of the things that, that we need to, to look at from that aspect? So it was always easy to to kind of quantify effort, right? So what is effort? Effort is showing up, right? Coming to work every day, um, being open to coaching, you know, really trying, right? And I think you can, you know, those agents that are trying to do that. And that was easy, right? So we had somebody who has really good hours, who's coming to work all the time, who's, you know, really trying to succeed, trying to do their job, right? Maybe they fail sometimes and that's fine, but because, you know, that's not part of the culture. We, we, we think that if you're just doing those right things from an effort standpoint, um, you're, you're going to be there. But attitude was always hard, right? How do you quantify how do you incent attitude, right? Other than saying, because it, it's very subjective. And we really, we really didn't want any of that to be subjective. And we struggled with that until analytics came out. And so analytics has been, you're not only from a, the aspect of, of, of listening to keywords, uh, trending phrases, uh, marketing data, getting all of that type of information from, from real voice of customer, but also for our agents, right? Because we can now prove that they're talking with the right tone, right? And if you have a good tone, you probably have a good attitude that day, right? So we found a way to quantify attitude and to pay our agents um, to be nice, right? How many times have, have we all struggled with this, right? You call a, a whether it's a, you know, a, a, your cable company, your internet company, um, Amazon, right? You only want, you want that, that nice friendly voice that isn't fake that's trying to help you. And again, with analytics, we've been able to kind of prove um, and, and then incent and pay the agents more that are doing this. And, and that's the way that we're promoting now as well, right? So if we have somebody that we know is here every day who's pretty much hitting KPIs, who has a good attitude, um, who on analytics, it says, you know, their sentiment scores are, are extremely high. Um, they're they're kind of fun to be around. Those are the kind of people that we are promoting throughout the company, and then, then that we are are seeing and hopefully that that it, it trickles down to the agent so that they can be like, hey guys, this is what you need to do. Um, so I I think that that's for us has been a winning strategy, and so many contact center managers, contact center leaders, they do not define the culture of their organization. They just tell you to hit service level, hit average handle time. Um, and make sure that your schedule's adhering. And again, I think what you do with the cool thing about kind of, a, I keep calling a mantra or a motto, is that you you don't have to say, hey, you're not hitting ad adherence. Like, hey, we have to look at some of these, these effort things, right? And they're kind of like, like this kind of this all-encompassing thing. Um, sorry, I got a phone. I got a call that came in. Um, and, and I think that that can, that can really help 
you know, talk through some of those, those aspects when you need to coach, when you need to talk through, because again, if you're just hammering that cultural aspect, you're not talking about service level. You're not talking about, you're talking about that, but the overall is more important of attitude, effort, attitude, effort, attitude, effort. And when they understand that what pieces kind of fall into those, I think it can be a a really winning, a, a winning combination for you. So again, defining culture, let's talk about that for you guys. And I have some notes here. So I'm looking here on my so for us, we are a service-based contact center, right? So again, for us, we, we found those things from attitude and effort. Those are important, but you know, maybe you're a, a sales-focused contact center, right? Where you, you're, you're, you're kind of your focus is on maybe it's, you say persistence and performance, right? So because you have to, you have to keep knocking on doors and you have to keep making calls um, from maybe from an outbound say, and then we got to perform, right? Those are the things. Right, that, that you think are really important in your contact center. And those are the individuals now that you want to find that are persistent and that can perform. Right. And then you kind of funnel down what, what do those aspects meet? And then you find that ideal person. Right. You don't want to just find, you know, somebody who's been working in a call center for 12 years and maybe doing outside sales or anything like that. That, that doesn't mean anything to me. Right. When you can really define that cultural aspect, that's when it means something. You know, another customer service one is, you know, what we talk about is, is empathy and excellence. Right. Depending. Right. We didn't use empathy, um, not because we don't think empathy is important, but we have a lot of customers that we need a more of a sales aspect to from a cross sell from an upsell. So just having empathy for us wasn't good enough. We had to kind of roll it in. But for maybe depending on the type of of service center that you're running or you're part of, you have to be extremely empathetic. Maybe you're in a two one one right scenario. Right, where you're you're dealing with some really heavy stuff from a social services standpoint. Empathy is the number one thing. Nobody cares about sales. Nobody cares about you know a, 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 the the type of tone that you're using. As long as you're extremely empathetic and you're working with those guys, that's where you see culture comes in, right? And really defining it, you can now go look for those type of individuals. Um, technical account or a, a technical you know support center, you know. Problem solving and patience, right? I think that, that that makes sense, right? So you're trying to problem solve, and you have to have patient people um, that can that can get that, you know, get kind of get that message through. And again, for us being a BPO, right, we have this overall culture, but you know, we have to kind of see some of these things too, and that's why we've kind of defined some of these other roles. Because if I do have a tech support, you know, company, I want to find within my attitude and effort somebody who can kind of match those our still our company culture is still number one but you still have to then kind of look and see the different personalities and maybe who fits into you know these other little niches um, that you have um, outbound you know maybe resilience and results again it kind of it goes with that sales fo- focus one um, so I think you know what okay this is kind of like my uh this is my like my my logo back here. Kay's ripping on my clock again. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you know I'm live, or you know who I am when you, when you see that that darn clock. So, I appreciate it. it's not going anywhere. <laughs> but thanks, thanks again for the shout out. Um, so again, I I hope that that kind of maybe helps you a little bit to to kind of think some of that stuff through um, when you're when you're trying to define your contact center trying to find the culture of it, I think that you can you can change the culture as well just by starting to talk about some of these things. You know, if if I had to go change, like if I if I got hired by by XYZ company and they said, hey, we have 500 seats, 
and you know we have high turnover, high attrition. You know we're really struggling. What you know what would you do? And I, I would go in and we would talk about okay, what are we trying to find, right? And, and I think you know I've just talked about that for the last fifteen minutes. And I would bring in agents. I would bring in supervisors. I would bring in QA staff. And I would get them to buy in with me. This, this, this can't come. So again, this is another tip. I think, you know, we talked about those committees in, in previous podcasts. You know, having a, a cultural committee, I think, to redefine some things when you can get the team leaders. So let's say you have, you know, 10 really hardcore leaders on your contact center floor. You have three or four supervisors that you know are, they're in it for the long haul. They, they're frustrated with what's happening too. And sit and, and have these brainstorming sessions like we did. Talk about the type of individual, the type of skills that you really need to have to, to have this work. Um, and I think you can come up with the, the definition of that. And then you got to have you got to have your HR team buy in, right? So you probably should have some HR or an HR person part of this conversation too, because they're the ones that are going to be bringing people in. And and you need to maybe change or tweak the type of individual that they're bringing in. Um, it's very difficult to say clean house or any, because in the contact center, it is very difficult because a lot of times it's, it's three to four to five, six week trains. Uh, but I think again, if you start to talk about this, if you have meetings with the higher level agents that can kind of infiltrate and kind of dominate, um, some of those, some of the, the lower level agents to have them start to talk those types things through. And, and if it becomes more, uh, powered by the agent, I think it's it's really important when they can see the the benefit of it. When they can see, you know, we're rewarding and we're going to incent certain behaviors that are now based on our culture instead of just you know we're willy nilling it because HR says that you know their six months is up so we have to give them a raise. I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm saying look at some other aspects of it. If you really want to infuse culture into your contact center, you have to be able to hire. You have to be able to incent. You have to be able to promote, you know, based on those cultural aspects. And, and I think, you know, coming up with, with those mottos is, is a great way to, to build that, that foundational as, aspect of it um, to, to really start to help, I guess, change what you've been doing. Um, and, and you will start to see as well, because, you know, if we do have a, you know, somebody who's not a good fit for us that, that does, does sneak through and we're not perfect, Right. So maybe their their attitude is a little bit low. When when you get around a lot of like-minded people, they either change, right, to, to kind of be like them or they leave. And either way is probably a good thing for us when we're talking so heavily about about the cultural aspects of our of our contact center. So again, I don't know if that I hope that 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 helps a little bit. Um you know, it's something I think is is really important. It's one of the main reasons I think that customer experience is so bad in so many organizations because they just throw bodies at it. There's no thought process with it. And, and I get it. You know, I'm, I'm talking in the small worlds of, you know, the under thousand seat center. I understand when you have a 10,000 seat center, right? You have a 5,000 seat center, you know, you, it's very, it can be very difficult to, to find the right staff or to be that, you know, picky about the staff. And what I would say with that is I agree, but, but you should still, be really working hard to at least get that core number, right? So if you have 10,000 to get a thousand of your agents that really buy into this and let them try to work their magic, um, whether you have to pay them more, but have them really understand what those concepts are and really start to, to infuse it with everybody else. But I think you, you got to have that team, right? You got to have that, that kind of go-to agent 
um, that go-to supervisor group um, that, that kind of has bought into what you're saying. Because again, it's going to help them advance in the company. And we want people who are going to advance in the company based on things that we think can help help our organization grow and help our organization be better. Um, we don't want to just, again, I, I'm the anti, you've been here 10 years, so you deserve to be here. If you're not doing what you you need to be doing, then that person who's been here for two years, maybe they should be there, right? And that's where I think a lot of organizations have it have an issue. Um, we want to hire and incent and promote the best agents for the best culture, not just because you've been here for a very long time. So that's kind of my rant on on culture. I hope that that at least gets you to think through as, as kind of we're, we're winding through halfway in the year, um, what maybe you could do even for next year to start thinking this stuff through. What what changes could you make to improve the contact center, to improve the the, the kind of the working attitude um, of, of what everybody's doing and make it just a cooler place. I mean, that, we all want to work for, you know, something that, that either we believe in or kind of aligns with our values and this is, you know, one major way that you can you can do that and align values with, you know, the, the culture of your organization and then with the people that that are here with you. So, if you guys any last questions or anything on TikTok, um, I can kind of scroll through here see if there's, I know there's been some comments. I don't know about questions. And then on on LinkedIn, if you guys have anything, I can wait another minute or two. But again, thank you guys for joining. Um, I, I do hope that, that that helps. It's a it's a subject I'm really passionate about. And I think it's just so – it's not easy to do, but the concept of getting started is so easy. And and it makes such a huge improvement. And, and nobody really – so many organizations are not, are, are not doing that. So, again, thank you guys very much. I hope that it helps a little bit, and I will uh, I'll talk to everybody next week.